Welcome back to Teens Find Middle Ground. This episode, we gathered with teens from across the country to discuss one of the most controversial debates of our time, gun control and the Second Amendment. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. Maybe you should have background checks for any gun you buy, no restriction. So you can't really control what a gun is used for, even the background check, because the same weapon can be used for multiple purposes. You know, the thing is that every time you buy any firearm, there is a background check. It doesn't matter the firearm. The question, uh, should gun control laws be enacted? I think that there's sort of a divide in terms of definition of what exactly constitutes and what constitutes an assault rifle, because there's like a lot of uh, misconceptions on what is an assault rifle. So I guess we can go off to that and uh, talk more specifically about gun laws um, in terms of do you think we should ban like certain automatic rifles? So automatic rifles have been banned in the United States since 1986. So you can't buy any uh, automatic gun uh, that is post 1986. And if you have, if you buy it pre 1986, you have to have a special license, class three license. An extreme uh, background check. Yes, they have background checks in order now, but our background checks do not have anything to do with going into the deep mental health of a person. And that's where we see a lot of these school shootings and mass shootings happening because a lot of them happen when someone who's mentally ill is able to buy a gun very easily. And then we all know we've seen it on the news what happens. A lot of times, though, in these mass shootings, you're seeing people who use illegally gotten guns. Many of the recent shootings that have happened have been, the guns that have been used have been purchased legally. And a lot the of par- them... The Parkland shooters bought his guns legally or obtained them uh, legally. And a lot, I mean, I live in Annapolis, and so we had the Capital Gazette shooting, so I know people firsthand who family members were shot and impacted during that shooting and especially in a number of school shootings they um, the people who get them they get them from family members so those guns are bought legally and so that's that's another issue uh there's I think there's around 32,000 gun deaths in the United States each year and only three percent of those are accidental and those are completely preventable uh, you really just can't check for um common sense very easily which is a big issue Oh, yes, you can. You can have them take a, a sort of standardized test. The real problem is who gets to play God with you pass, you fail, like who designs the test? Because whether you like it or not, it's very difficult to come up with a standardized test for something as abstract as common sense. Do you think at one point God control laws infringe on our Second Amendment right to bear arms? You know, time after time again, when we see um, opinion polling on you know, increased gun control laws, you see that an overwhelming majority of Americans, I saw a poll one time, 97% of Americans are in favor of enacting common sense um, gun control solutions. And when the uh, Americans don't agree on a lot of things, and when you get 97% of Americans in a room together and they will all agree on an issue, then you know that you have broad support. And I think that that number really shows that that you know, strong majority of Americans really don't believe that, you know, gun licensing laws or background, universe background checks would really um, infringe on the Second Amendment right to bear arms. I think that it's like kind of a little bit of a common sense thing that if people are dying so much in the U.S. because of gun violence per year, 
it's kind of like something to move forward on in terms of like further gun laws and restrictions. Yeah, like you see all these countries, they rarely have any gun incidents or gun shootings and you see that they ban assault weapons. So it seems like it's working. It seems like banning assault weapons is benefiting there being less mass shootings. So how do we prevent um, illegal gun sale? The people who get illegal guns are the people who are criminals. Criminals don't follow the law. If you're a good law-abiding citizen, then you don't get the illegal guns. But it's hard to ban uh, private sale because that can happen behind closed, like in someone else's house. They can just say, hey, I have a gun that I don't want. Do you want 50? I'll take $50 for it. And right there, that's an un, uh, unauthorized gun sale. You can't just be like, people are gonna die, people are gonna die. You have to do something no. about it. You can't just say, oh, it's gonna happen. So what, you can't so what do are you that. gonna do about it? Down of um, weapons, like on the black market, then that would discourage people from like breaking yeah. the law, buying illegal weapons. Because I think we can all agree that illegal firearms should be taken away from literally everyone. Like, come on guys. And the only way you really can catch people who have illegal firearms is if they commit other crimes. Because if they're using their firearm like a law-abiding citizen, no one's ever going to know. Yeah, so you shouldn't be, like, scared unless you're doing something that's obviously wrong. Well, it also depends on where, where the sale's taking place. If it's taking place in person, it's going to be very hard to regulate. But online, even with the black market, a good example of this is a website that got taken down, I think it was, like, two or three years ago, called the Silk Road. And the Silk Road was a popular drug uh, buying and selling site. And the FBI monitored it for years, waited until they got a, and started intercepting packages, waited until they got a big break. And then they just completely took everything down. The Silk Road got raided, DDoSed, and it was taken down. The owner's house got raided. All the moderators on the website got raided. Like, it could very, be very, very easy, although it would be a long-term investment, to stop illegal sale of firearms across the Internet, which also heavily discouraged trying to get a hold of illegal fire, an illegal firearm. Once people realize that the government is going to crack down on this sort of thing and there is going to be restrictions and regulations regarding them and there will be consequences if you buy firearms illegally across the internet or in person, then it will discourage people because it's proven to in many different scenarios. No, it won't. The firearms, uh, when they end up in the wrong hands, all the weapons that were found uh, with that individual who had massacred those people in Nova Scotia, were bought illegally. They were illegally stockpiled. So how are you going to prevent the buying and selling of illegal weapons? Red flag laws, the TAP system. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the TAPS Act. Have you heard of that? How are you going to do it in person if they meet up in person? So uh, the TAPS Act, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, it provides additional funding to law enforcement agencies such as the FBI, local police departments, to monitor individuals who have been uh, say, indulging in behavior, saying, texting online, posting online, texting people saying, hey, uh, meet up, I'm going to buy this uh, this AR-15 from you. Uh, people are able to intercept uh, based off of this. Uh, if you give a text location, if you, say, walk with your phone, it's remarkably easy to track anyone who has a cellular device on them, internet connection. And a sting operation would, compl- like, uh, on a mass scale, like, again, massive undertaking, but if it was done, personal illegal sale of firearms would be very risky because 
you wouldn't, it would be unpossible, if you're an illegal seller, it'd be impossible to tell if you were selling to a cop or you're selling to a person who's actually interested in buying legally, which is just a, a risk. Good law-abiding citizens don't do the illegal stuff. The illegals, the people who are doing stuff illegally are the criminals. If you break the law, you are in fact a criminal. So, uh, exactly. I'm, I'm not understanding your argument here because uh, what it sounds like to me is you're saying, well, just because these things happen doesn't mean that we should stop them. That's that's really what your argument really sounds like. No, to that's me. not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to be incredibly, incredibly hard to stop the sell, sale. Go right back to the Silk Road argument because the FBI for years has been shutting down stuff like the Silk Road. The Silk Road was just their, one of their big accomplishments. Very easy to pick up on those websites and they all they have to do is wait for a sale to happen where it gets something gets mailed to somebody and then they can intercept the package and then they can trace exactly where the seller came from. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you, if you have an internet connection, there is nothing stopping anyone from being able to find out where your location is, what you're doing online. If you're using uh, an application like Venmo or a credit card or whatever it is, you can build a network of certain locations. Like, oh, if you track these patterns, you can eventually build a map of people's patterns of where they go, what exactly they're doing, what their interests are, and every single thing about them. Okay, so mass shootings, obviously a very big issue in our country. And especially recently with the Parkland shooting in Canada, we saw another mass shooting just recently. How do we pre prevent these mass shootings? When they look at the um, people who are involved in mass shootings and the shooters, and they look at the demographics and they try to, researchers have been trying for years and years and years. There's been an underlying uh, mental health condition and mental health issues and many. What extent can you psychologically examine somebody before they buy a gun? The best way to do this would be a face-to-face -face interaction with a psychiatrist that won't be easily fooled by someone checking a box on a piece of paper. Uh, determining someone like, can just, someone is, can just like, lie. What? Well, I agree with the psychiatrist, but I think realistically people won't want to spend tons of tax money hiring a psychiatrist for every single person who wants to buy a gun because like, in order to get like a good evaluation that's what like half an hour of time which is probably like 20 bucks or something if we're evaluating these people like they are in canada then we should replicate that model because it has been largely effective they're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars in order to pay for or pay for different um, equipment and or different things to put in schools and public places because most of these um, most of these bleeding emergencies that they're dealing with are gunshot wounds. Really, be less needed if we had stricter gun laws and if we spent the money and invested it into stricter um, mental illness background checks. I, I don't think arming the teachers is the best idea, More but than allowing it. teachers to ha that already have gun licenses and that own firearms to carry them in the classroom might not be the worst I don't idea. Just saying that we're going to allow preschooler teachers to hold guns, you think it, it intimidates people. It, it really well, intimidates people. Why? Say there is a mass shooting that occurs in that, uh, in that school, right? So what's saying uh, you're, you... you raised it in a way that made it say, oh, the gun's out of reach, correct? Out of reach of the children, correct? So that would make that gun very difficult to get, right? Right. So say the person comes in and they're in the built, they're like in the wing right next to you. How fast are you going to be able to get that gun? Because if you're able to get it pretty darn fast, then it's really not that hard to reach. The idea, if every teacher had the same combination and it, 
any classroom, you could possibly probably uh, be able to get the gun and have the shooter uh, or the uh, the assailant uh, apprehended faster than they would have been with a police call. But the issue with that is if a student finds out the combination, the entire school. I've done a lot of speaking with some of the health department people and so people in charge of school safety at the health department they say though with the problem with having things locked in rooms there's always going to be a way to get into them the issue is that people will find access to them and they do all the time every day then the school not only has to end up replacing that equipment always a way that someone will get access to it points so my first point is that whether or not people want to um, you know like this fact or not more a majority of students would feel uncomfortable if their if their teachers had guns in their classroom and that's off statistics you can look that up i'm not like here to provide you my source but i would a quick look up and also majority of teachers are unprepared and, and don't want to have that be their responsibility that is not their job but i'll tell you what it really means about this country it's it tells you that we are becoming complacent with the fact that all too frequently, people are walking into schools with guns and shooting children and killing them. And that is not a problem that we should be having. And there are other ways to solve that problem than to bring to, you know, normalize school shootings. And that is what armed, arming teachers would be doing. So if we if we tackle the problems with, you know, mandatory gun licensing or universal background checks, that will do more to prevent the mass shooting crisis in our schools than uh, arming teachers would ever.